Welcome to your virtual CFO coach. I'm your host, Leah Torbert, founder and CEO of Harrington Strategic Partners. I've spent my entire career working in the startup world, scaling businesses to multi-seven and eight figures. I built this podcast to share all of that knowledge with you and make your path to success shorter and easier. Tune in each week as I cover topics including financial analysis, cash flow management, holistic strategy, mindset, and more. Now for today's episode. Hello, ladies, and welcome to the show. Today, I want to talk about measuring performance. In the world of online business, it's easy to get distracted by the number of likes and comments that we get on our social media posts and feel like we're making progress towards our goals. Now, I'm not saying post engagement isn't important because it is, but I am saying there are plenty of other metrics that we should be watching in our business to see if we're edging closer to our goals or just spinning our wheels. The ones that you will choose will be specific to your business. What what works for me won't necessarily work for you. So I want you to focus today as we go through the show on how to choose what works for you. If you've been following me for long, you know I love to plan. I devoted episodes two and three of this podcast to building your annual plan. So if you haven't listened to those yet, go back and check them out. They could be helpful in selecting your metrics if you haven't gone through the planning process yet and you're not sure what your goals are. So the best place to start is to review your short-term and long-term goals. If you haven't looked at them in a while, pull them up on your computer while you're listening so you can refresh your memory. So the first thing you need to think about is what do you actually want to accomplish in your business in the next 12 months? Then let's look further out. What do you want to accomplish in the next two to five years? List each of these goals out with a time frame so you can go back and sort them later. So here are a few of my goals. In the next 12 months, I want my annual revenue to exceed 500,000 in sales. In the next 12 months, I want to have a team of two to three people who are assisting me with my sales and marketing. And in the next three years, I want my annual revenue to exceed a million dollars a year. Okay, so do you have your goals? If not, it's okay. You can put this on pause, pull your goals up, and then come right back. So let's move on to the next step. For each of your goals, I want you to come up with two to three things that you could measure to show progress. So as an example, I'm going to go back to my goals. So my first goal was in the next 12 months, I want my annual revenue to exceed 500,000. So I could choose to measure a lot of different things for the purpose of today's conversation. I've picked three, my average sales per customer, my conversion rates for my ad campaigns, and the number of new customers per month. So there's my three for goal number one. Second goal, in the next 12 months, I want to have a team of two to three people to assist me with sales and marketing. So I could measure my personal time spent on marketing activities. I could measure when the cost of outsourcing marketing exceeds the cost of hiring someone in-house. And then I could also measure time spent acquiring new customers. All three of those things could help me decide when is the right time to hire the first person on my team, and then move into hiring additional people as the business grows. And then my third goal 
in the next three years, annual revenue will exceed a million dollars. So for that goal, I could measure sales rep workload capacity. I could measure time spent acquiring new customers, and I could also look at my customer lifetime value. So I have other goals, but I chose these because revenue and team goals are fairly common and they're easier to relate to. So as you're writing out your two to three things for each goal, you'll probably see some common themes emerge. For me, I need to understand the data around how I am acquiring new customers, how much they spend with me, how much time my team is spending performing sales and customer service activities, how we can do this efficiently while delivering amazing results, and then take that data to build a plan to grow revenue to reach my goals. So if I took the time, I could easily come up with 10 to 15 different data points that I'd want to look at just for these three goals. That's just revenue and team. It doesn't even scratch the surface of all the things that I want to accomplish. So I hope you can see how quickly this process could get out of hand. And this leads me to the next step. You can't measure everything and deliver amazing service and keep your costs under control. So I want you to go back and look at the data points that you wrote down. And here are some questions to think about. Where is the crossover? As you're looking through the measures that you wrote down, what are some of the things that you're seeing repeatedly? Which ones will give you the most bang for your buck? Which measurements could you start measuring now versus later? If you aren't tracking the data that you need, what would it take to get there? How much time and money would you need to allocate? So at this point, you could be feeling a little frustrated or overwhelmed or both. You might be thinking, I don't have enough in place to do this. And that's okay, it's perfectly normal. I don't have a full-fledged CRM in place that can track all the customer data that I need. I don't even have one sales rep right now. It's just me and my virtual assistant who's part-time. I want you to start with what you can measure now. What reports come with your software? What information is already in your system that you can use to get the data that you need for the things you can measure now? You'll probably have to use a spreadsheet to pull all the data together. If you have several different systems that you're tracking stuff in, they might not communicate well with each other. They might not sync into one pretty dashboard or uh, one reporting system. And so you'll have to create some reports, download them into CSV files, combine them, do a little Excel magic. If that's not your thing, there are a ton of great videos out on YouTube that can help with that. And if you have a specific question, you can always reach out to me. I'm not an Excel guru, but I'm really good at Googling stuff to figure it out. And that's typically what I do if there's something in Excel that I know it can do it, I'm just not sure how to get it done. Once you have the reporting in place on the things that you can measure now, then you can start the planning process to work up to tracking the other things that you wanna track. So first of all, do your research. You may need to upgrade your software or use a connecting app like Zapier to connect the software that you have now to get information from one place or another. Or you could hire an Excel expert for a couple hours a week to create your dashboards and reports that you need and have them just make sure it's all going to update. The next thing is to take your time. Don't try to do everything at once. Running your business is hard enough without adding more projects on your plate. 
And also keep in mind that when you change your systems and processes, you need to account for downtime as you and your team are learning how to use them. So if you change too much too quickly, customer service could suffer, orders could go out late, there could be a lot of issues with paperwork and timing. So plan accordingly and make sure that you're communicating with everyone involved in the process, your vendors, your customers, your employees. We're, we're making this change. We're doing a process improvement. We're implementing new software. You may see a little delay, you know, for a week or two, but we're doing this to improve how we're providing our services to you. So please just be patient for a little while while we're working out the kinks. As long as you communicate, people are going to be fine. They're going to understand it because they've had to go through it themselves. So just be open, be honest, just tell them what's going on. And if the delay ends up being a little bit longer than you anticipated, just make sure you communicate that so they know what to expect. The next thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. If you and your team don't have the capacity to handle this on your own, bring in an expert. There are people who specialize in evaluating systems and processes and implementing improvements. This is part of what I do for my clients. So if you need help, let me know. I offer a complimentary discovery call where we can discuss what's happening in your business and see if it makes sense for us to work together. And if it's not something that I can handle, I probably know someone who can. So I'll add a link in the show notes to make this easy for you. So if that's something that you're interested in, go ahead and book that. And I want you to open up your calendar now and book some time this week to come back to this episode and work on selecting your success metrics. If you need to build up to some of your metrics, add that to your annual plan and work on getting those things in place. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with your network and leave a review so our podcast can reach more women and have a greater impact. If you have any comments or additional topics you'd like discussed on the show, let me know. Before you go, connect with me on LinkedIn and let's keep the conversation going.